Longhorn fans, Sooner Nation, welcome to episode 103 of the Boomer Bebo podcast. The only podcast exclusively dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, the University of Oklahoma, and the University of Texas. I'm here with my man, Kevin Miller. I am John Whitson. Real quick, it is February 8th. Softball had their first pitch of the season. Nothing has changed, Kevin Miller. In the very first game against Utah Valley State or whatever in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, which let me figure out how you get that gig, right? You get to go play you get to go play softball in Puerto Vallarta in February. You I mean that no reason that you don't recruit to Oklahoma, but that's an aside. Anyway, first inning, base is loaded, grand slam home run by a true freshman. I mean, is there anything that this softball team has yet to accomplish that they can accomplish this year? I mean, anything short of going undefeated going to be a disappointment? Probably so. The expectations have gotten that out of control, but it's not really out of control because that is completely attainable for them. So, man, it's gotten to the point to where, I mean, it's fun, but, you know, oh, who, if who I, has a if chance I, stepping up against them? If I was the rest of the country, I would absolutely hate us. Like, I have no problem yeah. with the rest of the country. Like, I see stuff on Oklahoma Twitter. They're like, "What? A, this is a great team. What a, what a great example for the girls and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And the rest of the nation should really pay attention. Those things might be true in some sense. But if I'm the rest of the nation, I'm just like, man, forget about it. Like, I'm yeah, so Yeah, it's, it's not a realistic thing for most people. They just have a machine going right now. It's so good. And as it's of right so now, good. nothing can stop it. Um, nothing. Patty Gasso deserves every single dollar they pay her and more. She is fantastic. Speaking of fantastic women coaches at the University of Oklahoma, real quick, KJ Kindler has gymnastics um, on Friday, which will be tomorrow. They're rolling, as always. Um, it's National Girls and Women's Sports Day. Any shout-outs from women coaches or athletes on the Texas side that you want to give out? Man, all of them, I didn't realize that that was – Dang. Where are you been, dude? What are you working or something? I don't work. I just spend all day on the internet. Hey, it must be nice. <laughs> shout out to all of them, man. Oh, it's Yo, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out uh, the Whitson girls. Thank you. Yeah. They will take it. They will take. Oh, dude, listen. You should have seen. Uh, Marjorie took a picture. Uh, she took team pictures yesterday for basketball, which, by the way, was uh-huh. just a, a debacle of a season. But uh, that's okay, right? Sometimes you got to learn humility. There's lessons to be learned in any season of life, and. This basketball season was a lesson in humility. But anyway, they took their final team pictures. So they had the team pictures, but then they took individual pictures. And normally when you take the individual basketball pictures, right, it's like one knee, hand on the ball, smiling face, and maybe you get a good yeah. picture, maybe you don't in your neck. Oh, no, no. Maybe for us. Things have changed. Things have evolved. Man, dude, she has like one with the ball like right in front of her face with like a mean look and everything's blacked out behind her. And this is seventh grade basketball. And I was like, this is fantastic, dude. It got me yeah. fired up. It Things got me have fired. a law big time. The big pictures time. were the pictures were way better than the actual product on the court. Um, okay, but thanks for they will appreciate the shout out, I guarantee you. Um, all right, here's the deal. We need to talk basketball, we need to talk Super Bowl, but this is the Boomer Bevo podcast. We are dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football. We haven't got to talk a lot about that lately. Things have been kind of quiet. No major signings, um, you know, nothing too crazy. So I want to just take us back to our roots for the next 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it takes, and just explore some what ifs, all right? Explore some questions about our respective teams that I'm sure have gone through your mind, okay? I've got three questions. You ready? Okay. All right, and then we can talk. You can, if, you're, if you want to think about it, I'll answer first because I have my answers because I wrote the questions. You just tell me how you want to do this. All right, here's question number one, or thought number one, kind of came into my head. In this century, all right, so since since 2000, on your team, so in my case, on the Oklahoma Sooners, who is the one football player in the last 24 years that I wish would have entered the transfer portal if it existed, or if I could have somehow traded him away? Same thing for you. On your Texas team, is there a player out there that you just wish would have entered the portal. He 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 did nothing but hurt the program. If you've got somebody in mind, please feel free to go first. You know what, man? No, the, I can't think of anybody right now. Oh the only gosh. player is the guy who did enter the transfer portal. 
and come to Norman, Oklahoma. And that's Brennan Thompson. Nothing against him, but he switched to the Sooners, man. So I don't know. That's uh, th- this is the problem with you, Kevin. Is you're too nice. You can't even look. No, it's at, not you, that, man. You can't look at the Longhorns with you're a skeptical about that. eye and say this Are, person. I I can't look at the player, Longhorns with a skeptical. Who's been more skeptical of Texas than me? With a skeptical eye and look and say this person made our team not as good, or this person was a bad influence on our team, or this person. I, it just frustrates me sometimes. Your niceties and your pleasantness can be frustrating. I see why your wife gets bugged with you. It's, this all makes <laughs> sense now. Um, all right, Brennan Thompson, that's fine. Yeah, he traded sides. I got to tell you, trading sides I still think is really weird. Like we Me got too. the, uh, yeah, we got the I, I, uh, Maxwell. I hope it doesn't set a precedent. No, no. Um, I guess Lexi Keys transferred, you know, from Oklahoma State, and now she plays basketball for OU, and she went up to Stillwater and made four threes while they were booing her. So, I, you know, it's just odd, though. I still think it's weird. It's, it's weird, right? It is. All right. Um, okay, well, I have an answer to my question. I, I, can I guess who your answer is? Yeah, last 24 years. Okay. Can you guess who okay. I would have not is, wanted? Go ahead. Does he, does he play in the, did he play in the secondary? Uh, no, there was a plenty of dudes that I could have picked to play in the secondary. Okay, okay go ahead. He did not play okay. in the secondary. Oh, I didn't even thinking? think about that guy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. That, since, oh. since I've been following your program, it's been a long time, right? Because, you know, I've been oh. following a lot of college football. I thought I had an – okay, of course. Okay, let, let, let's, let's say – tell me who yours is, and then I'll tell everybody who I was thinking. Golly, don't dude, say don't so say what good, I'm thinking yet. So tell me who yours that's, is, who yours was, and then geez, you might be right. Okay, here's mine. I feel like this guy set our quarterback room back two years. The antics, the immaturity, and um, it just it didn't do our quarterback room any favors. I think we had, especially in 2006 the ability to make a run, but we had to make a radical change and move a receiver back to quarterback because of Rhett Bomar. I wish that we could have traded Rhett Bomar and traded his five-star status for some other conglomeration of picks, right, in an an NFL sense or an NBA sense and gotten some value out of him in terms of perceived value because him as a player – he was eight and five with a holiday bowl win. Uh, yeah. Holiday bowl win. Um, and then later to only get kicked off the team for accepting improper benefits in IL notwithstanding, it was still sketchy. Everything he did, he knowingly did it and it was a problem. And it, I think Paul Thompson had the ability, had he been given a fair shake and a fair opportunity, I think he could have put us in a really good position if not in 05, with all we lost following the uh, national championship appearance by 06, he only had two losses in 06 going into the Fiesta Bowl. He only lost to Oregon on a bogus play call in um, in Oregon. Just a bogus play call, right? That Obviously, the, that yeah, one bad. of the worst call, no calls, whatever. And then, a, and then a, lose, a loss to Texas, which has never hurt any either of us in any season, right? A loss yeah. to Texas. Y'all made the college football playoff this year with a loss to Oklahoma. So. Uh, and then to go and lose one of the greatest games, right, if you're not an Oklahoma fan in the history of college football to Boise State, Paul Thompson would have, could have been a really, really, really good quarterback for us. And I think if you'd have given him two years, I think it could have changed kind of the trajectory of that 06 season. And um, I think you'd have had a better dude doing it. That's that's my guy. You go ahead and tell him who you're about, who you, who you thought okay. I was going to say. I think First of all, right. let me just elaborate on your point there. You know how much it pisses me off the fact you guys won the Big 12 with Paul Thompson playing quarterback? Exactly. Exactly. He was a receiver, dude. Shout out to Paul Thompson, Leander, Texas. He was a yeah. receiver. The guy was playing receiver. Yeah. Came back a to good quarterback receiver. and y'all won the conference because we blew the game to A&M at home. Unreal, yeah. man. You blew the game to A&M, but don't forget the performance he put on in the Big 12 championship game against Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska was still a good team at the time. Yeah, they were pretty and good. And he was um, – man, dude, he was he was great in that game. Malcolm Kelly was great in that game. I think uh, – was Jermaine Grisham on that team? I think he was. Might have been a true he was, Yeah, he was. Um, 
And so anyway, we had a we had a good it was a very good football team. And if he would have had no, his he, wasn't. Second, he was all seven. Okay. Sorry. If he would have had his that might have been a Joe John Finley player, though, maybe, possibly. Yeah, he was there. Um if you just think about it in terms of giving him a second year, we've seen quarterbacks and and now in this COVID era, we've seen them in their third, fourth, and fifth year. But a quarterback given a second a second year to play in a system like Oklahoma with the weapons that he ended up having, he already had a good year. You know, I, I mean, a, a really good year, Big 12 championship. But I think some things could have happened. Um, and I just – that and Rhett Bomar just – I don't know. I don't think he but man, he was he was so talented though, man. The dude went to Sam Houston State and still made the NFL. Yeah. No, I you know what I mean? Okay. Number, one player, number two player in the country. All right. So you've, out of high heard, school that year. you've heard my thoughts there. And I, I you can disagree with me. Oh, first of all, who do you think I was gonna say? Well, everybody's favorite sooner. Buki Radley Hyde. How did I not think about Buki? That's how exactly. much of a y'all dog. can't stand that dude. Oh, I can't stand that guy. Oh, get, my seriously, I, I don't know if I've ever seen oh. a fan base hit a player on their own team as much as you guys couldn't stand him. You know what I think the problem was? I think there's a couple problems with it, with Buki. I think Buki, um, sometimes I think it's not all his fault, right? I think that he's he's in an Alex Grinch system. Coach uh, yeah. yeah, but with the last couple of years under Grinch, I thought, Maybe, yeah. Oh, I think so because yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I think the, he was a he was a freshman in eighteen, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Or at least a score sophomore. Yeah. So, um, but you know, he's in and out. Well, heck, a Mike Stoop system too, right? I mean, we weren't like shutting anybody yeah. down there either. So either way, um, so you're in a in a poor system, especially in the secondary. So many busts in the secondary. Secondary that weren't even his. Plus, you were being coached by a Lincoln Riley coach, who could care less about team discipline. Some of those teams at Oklahoma and you've now seen it at USC are some of the least disciplined teams in college football. And they do stupid stuff and they make stupid decisions and they put themselves in and they're never held. The players are never held accountable. And so you, you, it's like you put a child in that situation. What do you expect? So maybe that's why I'm going to give Buki a pass, I guess. Not really. Yeah. I could have come up with Buki. I just had this argument in my mind of Rhett Bomar, and I convinced myself that it was pretty smart. But I guess no, it's not a bad him getting kicked off the team. I mean, again, you guys won the Big Twelve, but who knows what you could have done, right? Especially, I mean, really, the biggest loss obviously was Adrian Peterson being banged up for a big portion of that year. We won every game since. Yeah, we won every game after the Texas game. He got he got officially hurt hurt the next game against Iowa State. Yeah. That was the one at the first game where his dad was there. To first see game, play. his dad was there, and he dove into the end zone. But don't forget, my right. favorite, my favorite Adrian Peterson story is the dude still came back and played in the Fiesta Bowl. Still came back. Yeah, I mean, for no you reason. cannot <laughs> name. I, he's a top five. He is a top. He was a top eight pick or wherever he got picked. I mean, yeah. he is potentially a top five player all time in the last twenty five years, all time in college football, and he came back to play in a Fiesta Bowl against Boise State. And then got hurt and stayed in the game. And then scored a touchdown in overtime. If only he played defense, too, we'd probably win that game. I mean, he could. there's nothing he couldn't do on a football field, man. I mean, oh. he was unreal. All right, okay. There was so anyone now, like him. Now, you've had a little bit of time to think about this. Now that I threw out Red Bomar, do you want to change your answer, Brendan Thompson? Is there anybody else that pops up? Or you're, no, you're man, good with good sides, man. All right, that's fine. Okay, here, here's one that has uh, that is off the radar. I'm kind of throwing this out there, just something radical. Last 25 years, any one player that you wish from the country, from the entire NCAA, anywhere, playing at any school, any position, that you wish you had on your team. Now, keep in mind, the only thing I'll say is, you know, if there was a really good player, they might have replaced somebody that was on your team, right? So. Yeah. You kind of, I kind of kept that in mind when I chose my guy, but I'm gonna let you go unless you want me to go first. No, you go, you go first on this one. Okay, you think about it. You think about it. Um, I thought to myself, we've had an amazing run of offensive players for the last 25 years, and in the first half of Stoops's um, tenure, just an amazing run of defensive players: Roy Williams, Teddy Lehman, uh, Tommy. Um, 
Oh, my mind's going blank. Harris. Tommy Harris, uh, Dvorak. I mean, the list goes on and on. The dudes were so really, really, really good. But we started to see a drop-off, right? We started to see a drop-off after that. Now, after Gerald McCoy, that group started – that's where it kind of started to slide a little bit, at least from the defensive side of the ball. And I thought, okay, who do we need on the defense? And I landed on Patrick Peterson from LSU. This guy was an absolute stud, Kevin. And I know you know that. He won in the last year in 2010 the Chuck Bednarik, the Jim Thorpe, the Jack Tatum, unanimous All-American. It took him until his third year for him to return punts. Then we started returning punts. He was electric returning punts. The dude was so good. And he really, I think, set a stage for Les Miles to be able to continue to recruit that level of athletes, especially in the secondary, which LSU was rolling with those dudes all through the the teens. Um, I think that he would have been a stud. He'd have been a stud in anybody's team, but in an Oklahoma uniform, I can't even imagine how good he would have been. And uh, it would have been a blast to have Patrick Peterson on the Oklahoma Sooners. Do you? Is that a good pick? I, I don't think I can go wrong. But do you no, see you kind of where I was coming from? Pete, do you see man. where I was I mean, going from? He was a dynamic athlete. Could do it all. He could. I mean, lock down corner. Could could have played safety. Could have played nickel. Like you said, an electric punt returner, and he's had a, an amazing NFL career too. Yeah, he was a he was a great one. I've followed his dude. career since he was in high school, Papano Beach, high now, in listen. Florida. Here were the three guys that made the honorable mention for me, okay? Okay. Uh, number, number one was Cam Newton. The thought was that Cam Newton was going to come to Oklahoma when he transferred from Florida or when he was eligible again after going to Virginia. Just, just so you know, I was very nervous about that happening, by the way. Well, very I guess we, the problem is we had just signed Landry Jones, and he felt like he was going to have to compete. So that's obviously what happened there. So Cam Newton was on the list. Man, we could – oh, my God. If Auburn could have won a national champ, won a national title – I think, oh, you could have won a national title. Well, Remember, real quick on that, real quick on that, because remember, one other guy on the entire roster played in the NFL. Just, I mean, I don't know if there's ever been a national championship team that had two play, only two players playing in the NFL. Oh, you mean two, at Auburn? Yeah. At right. Auburn. Yeah. yeah. No, no. That's how Cam, good Cam Newton was that year. I didn't. I don't like Cam Newton. I've never been a Cam Newton fan, but he was amazing. It Would that championship felt a little icky? Well, it should feel icky for no. Auburn fan, but I know they no. take it. I know they take it. No, what's icky about it? Well, it's Cam Newton. I scam Newton, whatever. I, you're right. It's fine. I, hey, he was on my list. He was on my list. I'm yeah. saying he made the honorable mention. The other one was Ndongaman Sue. I can never say his first name. Dude, listen, he was so good. At the time, we had Gerald McCoy, so I don't know that we, you know, quote unquote, but he was so. I never saw a player dominate an entire defense, one dude. It's like, what I imagine Leroy Selman must have looked like back in the day on the defensive line. I mean, yeah. like what he did to you guys just in the in the Big 12 championship game. He almost single-handedly won the Big 12 championship game that year. Yeah, he had five sacks on Cole McCoy. He was unbelievable. Five he was sacks. Unbelievable. You all were double-teaming him at times, triple-teaming him. So he yeah, was he almost made the list. And then a new name, and maybe some of this is from the NFL, seeing him in the NFL. Uh, I just like what Aiden Hutchinson's about. That dude would have been great in an OU in an OU uniform coming off the edge. That guy's so good, and um, I, I know that's kind of newish and whatever. But Aiden Hutchinson might have made the list. That, and maybe I yeah. just wanted a maybe I wanted a white boy on the list. I don't know, but that's uh, those. I, I think those were my three. All right, there you go. Any player you can have any player. Okay, Kevin. listen, it's you, a perfect you, world. You stole my thunder. Okay, Cam Newton was absolutely mine to follow up Cole McCoy with yeah. with Cam Newton. Yeah, he'd have been and, good, and it's yeah. right. And we remember we fell off right after Cole McCoy. His last game, we were done. Right, it entered the worst decade in the history of Texas football. Right, not with that guy back there. You know, it just built so much momentum. Yeah, I mean, he was unreal. Like we talked about, two him and Nick Fairley were the only yeah. NFL guys on that team. We just we just haven't seen anything like that before. And he played all the good teams in the SEC that year, beat LSU. How about the comeback against Alabama? Yeah, down three touchdowns in the Iron Bowl. On the road, mind you. That that game was in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And to bring that team back and then get to the SEC championship game, win that, get to the BCS national championship game against Oregon and beat them. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that again, man. 
yeah, I, I had a I couple honorable mentions yeah, for us, you here in a second. Yeah, give us some honorable mentions. Okay, now I know this guy is not very popular amongst OU fans and Texas fans. But how about Johnny Manziel? Dude, this as a, just as a player, he was so electric, man. Mm-hmm. He was so electric. He was fun to watch. Whatever you say about him, it's probably true. But just straight up as a football player, he was fun to watch. Um, I think I would take Tim Tebow before I took Johnny Mantell. I just didn't. I, know, I, I, I just didn't. I don't know, man. I didn't like. He was good. He Listen, was just fun to watch. He was fun. To watch. He he was. Yeah. It was a well-deserved Heisman that year. I yeah. do think I do think Mike Evans carried a lot of that. Yeah, he right? played a big part in that. I think sure. Mike I think Mike Evans is like should have received like a small Heisman for it. But um, I don't know. I would just not a guy I rooted for though. If, if I can choose from Same. all of them, and that's why Same. maybe why Cam didn't make the list, you know, for me too. But if I can. Cho- I just I think I could have rooted for. Uh, though I know I could have rooted um, for Sue and Hutchinson and definitely Patrick. Also, Peter. I also love Julius Peppers. Oh yeah, from North Carolina. Oh. Now he played basketball too, right? He did play basketball. He was a six man on a team that I think went to the Elite Eight. Oh yeah, those were some good North Carolina yeah. teams back then. Those were, were the good old days. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, Ju- they've had Julius- two football players on the, on their basketball team. Um, yeah, at North Carolina. So it's not just a gimmick. They're not just saying, "Oh, come on out and play." You're you're at North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, Ronald right? Curry. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. You're the starting quarterback, and you play on the basketball team. Excuse me. Yeah, out of blue blood. Julius school. Peppers. That's a nice choice, man. Yeah, Julius Peppers. Yeah, Big I'm man. telling you, it's a, it's really when I when I kind of started looking at it because I was thinking about you know obviously you, know, you got Reggie Bush. Okay, yeah, but I kind of looked at it from yeah, a I had Adrian Peterson at the time. I did. Yeah, exactly. Like, do I trade AD for Reggie? I don't think so. Maybe. And then you know you go think about quarterbacks. You're like, well, Lamar's. A, Lamar, that one I season about Lamar, Lamar too. But then I'm like, I'm not trading out Baker for Lamar and, and or Kyler, depending on who was. I think it was it was Baker, right? Uh, yeah. both. He was there for both during that time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not trading out either of those. Um, anyway, it's a uh, it's a fascinating thought. There's so many good players. I don't know. That you just go wrong. running back. I mean, you know, Darren McFadden. What a great player he was for Arkansas. Oh yeah, he's the guy I thought should have won the Heisman in 2007 over Tim Tebow. Yeah, I I threw out Tim Tebow, but I I don't know. Like I, I there's it's a long list of OU quarterbacks before I trade in for Tim Tebow. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think I honestly I'd rather have Percy Harvin. Oh, for sure. I, yeah, we're not. Le- but don't make an Aaron Hernandez comment here, okay? No, um, we're not, we're not going to get canceled. You gotta, don't get canceled. We, I don't want you to have... tell me. I don't want you to tell me that Texas fan wants Aaron Hernandez on their team. That's no. not what I want you to say. To no, me. we're good. He would not. He was good, but he wasn't that good. I mean. You know, we had Jermichael Finley at that time anyway. So we're not even going to go there. Just stop. Just stop where you're at. Yeah, just, we're not. Come yeah. on. You, if somebody's going to say something stupid on this podcast, it's going to be you. And I just want to keep you from oh, doing it. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, well, I appreciate it. appreciate <laughs> you looking out for me. All right. Fine. A random outburst like that. Fine. <laughs> Final random question. Final ra- and probably the most painful, at least for me, this was the most painful. All right. So it's Boomer Bebo podcast, OU versus Texas. I hate Texas. I hate everything about Texas. There's nothing I like, but I have to, you have to pick one Oklahoma player from any time in the last 25 years to be on your team. And I have to pick one Texas player from any time to be on the Sooners. You get to go first. What Oklahoma Sooner would you take to be on your team? This is difficult. You guys have had some really good players as much as I can't stand y'all. You guys have had some pretty amazing players. Um, if I had to choose one, I don't even like the kid either. But it's got to be Kyler Murray, man. Just wow. I mean, he's yeah. so electric. I'll give you my honorable mention, but okay. um, he's so he's just so electric and so dynamic, man. I mean, the way he throws the football with accuracy and touch, and he can take it to the house on any play. There's literally nothing he can't do on the football field. And then you mix him with dynamic receivers and a power running game. I mean, you get some legendary stuff right there. So um, I remember when he was in high school, he had been committed to A&M. And all of a sudden he tweeted out, 
a picture of a Texas jersey. He was on a visit. He took a last-minute visit to Austin. And Texas fans were nuts. We thought there was a chance that he would flip to Texas. You know, he ended up signing with AM and of course ends up at Oklahoma and leading one of the you know most dynamic offenses that we've seen in college football over the last you know 20 years or so. Uh, my honorable mention though, um, Tommy Harris, been a big yeah. fan of his since since 2000, really. Um watching his recruitment because um you know I went to high school with Cedric Griffin who played at Texas and you know seeing him go through the recruiting process got me really interested. So I would ask him about some of the recruits, Tommy Harris being one of them because he was uncommitted at the time. So um obviously had a great career for y'all. And then of course Adrian Peterson, I mean yeah followed his recruiting recruitment, hoping he would go to Texas. I mean we talked about him earlier, man. I just Never seen anybody like him with that combination of, uh, you know, size, athleticism, power, speed, kind of all rolled into one. He's just a, I always say he's a, he's a mutant, man. He was, he's not a human like the rest of us. Um, I like the Kyler Murray pick. It comes right in the midst. Yet you had Sam Ellinger, right? But let's face it, where the, the chasm between Kyler Murray and Sam Ellinger is ginormous. It falls right oh, in the space yeah, of I mean, when you, you I mean, uh, you needed a Kyler's quarterback. one of those guys who's not human, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that pick. I like that pick. Of course, everybody else you mentioned. Okay. So my I'm gonna li- start with my honorable mentions. Okay. I'm gonna start my okay. if I could just rent a player for a year, it would have to be Vince Young in 2005. Okay. Although for an Oklahoma fan, I have a hard time seeing past the previous two, three years at, that he performed against us, which weren't weren't really that good, right? No. And so that's like it's in my mind. But in 05, he would have been the quarterback instead of Rhett Bomar. So oh, that was close. That was a pull, right? That was like uh, maybe. And he was amazing, right? To, to your point about Kyler Murray, I mean, that year in and of itself, the game against USC, what else you got to say? The guy was fantastic. Um, uh, running backs right where we needed a running back following AD was Jamal Charles. He was like right between, he would have fit in right between like one year we started, uh, Jacob Gutierrez at tailback, right? Like, come yeah. on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Shout like, out to Jacob Gutierrez, by the way. San Antonio, San Antonio, Texas. You know talk about. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, I but it would have been, we'd have gone AD. Can you imagine going AD, DeMar- Jamal Charles, DeMarco Murray? Like, ooh. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Pretty nice. And so, Pretty nice. Uh, Jamal Charles was was really close. And then he, he didn't make the cut, but the last honorable mention, very new to the game player, Jatavian Sanders. I think if we'd have had a tight end this year um, that could have that caught and blocked, not blocked, but caught and made plays like him, um, I think that that would have been a huge difference for Dylan Gabriel, especially in games like against Kansas and uh, that, that guy, he was a really, really good tight end. Like a he really, was, really yeah. good tight end. 99 receptions for us over the last two seasons. So definitely going to miss him. But my answer is uh, he's also the most hated Longhorn, Jordan Shipley. I would take Jordan F. and Shipley. All the guy did was pick up first downs. Like, how can I turn that down? I, yeah. I'm a slot receiver. Look, we've had plenty of great outside guys. And I don't know who our slot receivers were at the time. So I'm, I hope I'm not dissing any of Oklahoma players. But let's have two slot receivers. I don't care. You can't have enough guys that pick up first downs. That guy was really, 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 really good. He was good, man. He was one of the reasons. I mean, dude, he, dude, listen. He got y'all to a national championship game. He beat you. He he beat us in the 08. He single-handedly almost beat us in the 08 Red River rivalry game. Yeah, he Like, was. Jordan Shipley was really, really good. Who would have been Sam Bradford's receivers that year? In 08, you had Jermaine uh, Gresham at tight end. You had um, – Who's a kid? Local kid, Broyles. Yeah, Broyles. Broyles. Yeah. Uh, Broyles. But he was only a true freshman. He was only a true freshman. You had Manny Johnson and Joaquin Iglesias. Yeah. Mm, they were pretty good, but they I, were good. But yeah. And the thing about Shipley that we love is that he, no matter who we're playing against, right? You know, and this guy's six foot 170, right? Not a big guy at all. But in our biggest games against OU, I think he scored in 06, 07, and 08 against the yeah. Sooners in the Cotton Bowl. 
And then, you know, two touchdowns against Alabama in the national championship game that we lost, you know, from Gary Gilbert playing quarterback. How come he wasn't better in the pros? You know what? He actually started off well, but he had had two two ACL tears at Texas, and he tore his ACL again in the NFL. Yeah, I think he just pretty much decided he was done after that. I mean, because I think he should have been better than like a Wes Welker or. I think without the injuries, he could have been. He could have been that type of player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, dude, look, I hate the guy. I mean, his middle name is Effin, right? It's Jordan Effin Shipley, right? I mean, I hate the guy. But uh, now I don't have any defensive players on there. Did I miss anybody that OU could have really used defensively? Yes, we did. Earl Thomas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could have used Earl Thomas. I mean, yeah. Any, any school in the country could have used Earl Thomas. Yeah. No, strong yeah. agreement. You're right. That was a miss. I apologize. That was a miss. But um, anyway, there you go. There's some OU Texas uh, football talk, middle, middle of February. It doesn't bother. We can go any time of the year. That's what we bring it here, Kevin. We can talk. We can talk about these dudes all day. Dude, I freaking all day. That got me fired up. I'm ready for college football. Forget basketball. Forget the NFL. Yeah, I know. God, I don't need any of it, man. All this is just a placeholder until until football's back. We're going in the SEC. College football's back. I don't want to think about it. So good. Um, Shout out to our sponsor, Brown O'Haver. Brown O'Haver is a public insurance adjusting firm. Work for the insurer, not the insurance company. You've had a loss to your home or your business. It's resulted in you needing to file an insurance claim. You want to call Brown O'Haver, 405-735-5510. They work for you, not the insurance company, licensed by the state of Oklahoma to get you more money more quickly. Call Brown O'Haver, 405-735-5510. Kevin, I went to the Oklahoma-BYU game on Tuesday. Um, Listen, dude, BYU was like one of the top leading three-point shooting teams in the country at the time that Oklahoma played them they had a they were ranked seventh in the overall net ratings um they're real they were really really good they had shot up to that point 700 threes on the season Oklahoma in comparison had shot 426 so we're talking an additional 253 point attempts uh in less games so it's just they they are crazy and they got a big dude, number 45, that like reminds me of like Elton Brand from back in the day with Duke. Shorter, but bang, 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 you know? Listen, Oklahoma, what, what, what the problem with Porter Mosier is his offense can stagnate at times. But what he can do is play some defense. And those guys really did a fantastic job of shutting down um, BYU's three-point opportunities. They got beat up a little bit with the twos in the first half, but they just didn't let them get that huge lead. They kept them to 30.8% on three-point shooting and really pulled away, won the game comfortably, um, and put themselves at 500. Now, the game that we lost, um, my mind's going blank. Uh, uh, Was it UCF? Central Florida. Come on, dude. We cannot lose to that team. We cannot lose to them, but we did, and I was frustrated. And, you know, we've got an Oklahoma State team. Here's the deal, though. If we get Oklahoma State, which I think we should be able to, they're terrible at 2-8, and eight, bottom of the Big 12, we'll be one game over 500, over midway through the season. If Oklahoma can get to that point, I think we can hold on um, to making it into the tournament. I think we're going to be fine. As of right now, based on bracketology, OU is a sixth seed. So they're, they're in. Gotta get they're, in. Just gotta they're get comfortably in. in. Right now, but a six seed is like one of those seeds is like, yeah, you're in, but if you're stupid over the next six games, like bad things can happen to you, right? I mean, I agree. I agree. Um, here's the upcoming schedule here. You see it on the screen there. So you got um, the Oklahoma State game. You said it should be a win, right? They're not good. Porter Mosier's one in six against Oklahoma State. One in six. I know. I know that. But, man, come on. Not not this team. You, you can't lose to this team. Right? Agreed. Baylor game's going to be interesting. Agreed. Kansas is Kansas. Right? But, again, you got them coming to your place. Yep. Right? Then you go to Stillwater. That should be another win. Iowa State, I mean, we're talking about a top 15 team. Houston, I mean – 
They're one of the best teams current, in the country. A current, a current number one seed. Correct. Houston's a current number one seed. Got Cincinnati then, coming to which the we beat, which we beat on the road. Yeah. Beat them up no, there. I mean, then you go to Austin to finish a regular season. Oh man, I wish we were going to that game, don't you? That would be Golly. fun. Jeez, in that new in that new arena. Listen, dude, I think Oklahoma's positioned themselves okay. Five and five. They are one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in the Big Twelve. Currently a six seed. Let me just run down this right right now. We've talked about this. How many teams are going to get in? As of the most recent bracketology, and this was on the fifth. This was on the fifth. So this was even before Oklahoma played BYU. There were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine out of the 14 teams in the um in the tournament, according to Joe Lenardi. TCU was the lowest seed or the highest seed, I guess, lowest seed at a 10 seed. Okay. TCU is fifth in the Big 12, and they were a 10 seed. Texas, despite being four and six, was a seventh seed, a seventh seed yeah. getting into the tournament. Um, y'all lost, though, right? You just lose to Iowa we State. We lost to Iowa State, but again, Iowa State's a really good team. They're top 15. I think they're ranked number 14 in the, in the most recent polls, right? So I think with this conference, man, this is going to be win one, lose one. If you hopefully you can just get beat the teams you should beat. That's my only hope. Like you guys you have pull, that loss. Can you pull up Central Florida? Yeah, I'm gonna pull it up on the screen now. I'm gonna pull, pull it up, up because I want to see if there's a path for you to get to 500. I, I still okay. think that's critical for Texas. I think it's critical for Oklahoma too. I think for Oklahoma there is a path because we have the two games against Oklahoma State, right? So I, I right. think that two games against Oklahoma State, a game against Cincinnati at home. Um, I think that there's a path for Oklahoma to get to. Um, all right, West Virginia. Let's let's just go through this here. Uh, West Virginia, win or loss? Win. It's got to be a win. It and has this is to be. Tex- and this is Texas, guys. We're talking about Texas basketball right now. West Virginia is a win. Houston. Houston's probably a loss. Okay. K State. A win. Where's that at? Uh, it's in Texas. Austin. Yep. Okay. Uh, Kansas. Um, probably a loss on the road. Okay. Texas Tech. That's a push, man. Like I think we're a better it's in, basketball it's in team. It's in Lubbock. That, that's it's why I'm going to say L. I'll, I'll say L because it's in Lubbock. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma State win. Win. Uh, Baylor uh, at Baylor. Um, Baylor I'm say win. for the record, Baylor is currently ranked second in the Big Twelve, six and three. And a projected four seed. You're saying a win at Baylor? I think we can. We, I think we can win at Baylor. Okay, that's probably the scariest one of your choices. I think I'm. I'm fully agreement on all the rest of them. Baylor just. Okay. I don't. I'm not 100. And then it, it's, a, it's a tough. It's a tough game. That OU one. That's home. gonna be tough too. I said tough too. I think Texas should win that game with so it being in Austin. But for the sake of this, are you? Yeah, I'll win? say win for this one. Yeah. Okay, that is one, two, three, four, five. Okay, you're saying five and three. I mean, that's uh, one, two, yeah, that five and three over that, though. which gets you to five hundred. Yeah, and it gets you, Kevin. Here's the deal, right? It gets you to five hundred, but it's a little bit of a stretch. Like that Baylor, the Baylor pick is a yeah. is a little bit of a stretch. And then OU, I, I think it's kind of a coin toss, and I think it might depend on how OU's playing, or maybe not. Maybe nothing depends on how OU's playing at the time, because just when I'm in the depths of despair. They go beat the, the net seventh team in man, the country and beat them convincingly. I'm telling you, man, that's just how this conference is this year, right? I mean, it's just an absolute gauntlet. Teams are just destroying each other. If you are 500, I, we've said this now for the last three episodes, if you're 500 in the Big 12, you're in. I think they you're get in, in even if they're a game even if they're a game below 500. I, I what do you got to be, two games? Is it an 18-game schedule? Something like that, only, yeah. You can only be two games. You can only go to seven in a uh, – Okay. Either be eight and eight or seven and and ten or, or um, seven and nine, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I still yeah, think right? with that record they get in. That's just how good this conference is. And when I watch these teams play, right? Like, who's a bad team in this conference? West Virginia is not very good, right? Oklahoma State. Who else isn't good though? I mean, going through these teams, let me know when you see a bad team. 
Um, UC, Texas, West, Texas West, lost to UCF in Austin. West Virginia and Oklahoma State. That's it. That's it, right? That's it. That's yeah. it. Dude, BYU is uh, currently 4-5 and five in the conference, and they, they're a six seed in the tournament. And at, before playing Oklahoma, they were a, a net seven team. I mean, I keep coming back to them, but I'm just more, more familiar from that game on top of my head. I mean, it, it's insane. It, 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 it really is crazy. Houston is a projected one seed. Baylor, a projected four seed. ISU, a projected four seed. KU, a projected two seed. Again, TCU, with a winning record in conference, is a 10 seed. I don't know what their non-con looks like, but it must have just been terrible because that's nuts. Texas Tech, seven. Oklahoma, six seed. BYU, six. Texas, seven. Out of the tournament, according to Lenardi, Kansas State, Cincinnati, UCF, followed by West Virginia, Oklahoma State. I don't know, man. It's pretty. It's crazy. It's been a great season, though, in terms of yeah. watching and competitive games and, and all of that. Uh, as far as Oklahoma goes, I mean, my thoughts haven't changed. They've got to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, just like what you just did on your when you went through yours. If Oklahoma does that, they'll finish above five hundred and they're in the tournament. You're in, yeah. And with Moser, just got to get in this year. And here's and the thing, you, right? We rebuilt the roster. You've got the dudes. Get in. We've been talking about this kind of. There's just been this thought about. Uh, I've heard on like a local on lots of local radio, not just our normal K rep, which we love, but on a lot of different stations and and even on national stations about teams that could make a run if they get in. Here's the thing with the Big Twelve: any team that gets in from the Big Twelve can make a run. Yes, because you right. have been tested. Like you are not afraid to play anybody when you get into the Big Twelve, and yeah. you were. It's similar to. Um, it's similar to the SEC, right? So. There was an argument for Oklahoma and Texas, especially Oklahoma in the in the mid two thousand, like in the teens, on on the football side of things, right? Which said Oklahoma has a better chance of winning a national championship if they stay in the Big Twelve. Okay, because it's yeah. easier easier to get to the championship game because the talent was down. If they could win out, and that bore out in BCS appearances, college football playoff appearances, but they never won a national championship. And yet you look at the SEC and you say, well, golly, this is the hardest conference to win a national championship. Yet they're all winning national championships. LSU, Georgia, Alabama, um, it, Auburn. Florida. It, in the Florida twice. Two, yeah. Uh, and so you say to yourself, well, maybe the best chance comes out of the SEC. Like, I, you know, that – and so it's the same, same theory applies, I think, to basketball. Now – uh, and I think it'll apply when you get a 12-team playoff, too. But you've been tested. I mean, you have been tested in this conference. There's no – you're not looking at the ACC this year and going, man, I sure don't want to play Duke or North Carolina or Syracuse. You're thinking, whatever, dude. They're not yeah, Houston, okay. Baylor, or Kansas. I mean, we lost North Carolina. But, dude, that was on the road. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I think North Carolina's a good team, too. Yeah, but, and they, but they weren't – it wasn't a dominant performance by them by any stretch. No. They're big guys so good, though. Baycock or whatever. He's been there five years, isn't he? It's that's that's the dude that plays at North Carolina. He looks like I don't like that dude. All right, um, seriously, he's been there five years, hasn't he? Were you a Carolina fan? Were you ever a a really a Carolina fan? Oh, I always liked him more than Duke. No, I well, see, I was a Duke guy. I was a Duke guy. That's what. I couldn't get with Coach K, man. I like I like some of the. I mean, you know, I love Grant Hill's one of my all time favorite players. White white right. kids, white white kid basketball players in the nineties. You were a Duke fan, like you weren't cheering for Michigan, you. and you weren't cheering for North you. Carolina. Um, my thoughts on Duke have changed, especially in the latter years of Coach K. He he just went. I I think went in a weird direction. I just I didn't love how he ended his... He was critical of the one-and-dones and then ended up becoming a one-and-done coach? Yeah, it, it's just... Come on, stop it. I don't know. I just... Yeah. I didn't I didn't like all of that. I was all about it, but he kind of became a character of himself, you know? Um, but all that to be said, yeah, no, I, I, I never liked North Carolina. Now, who did they play in the national championship game? Oh, man. Just recently. Yeah, they lost, see, right? It wasn't last year, was it? Was it last year? Might have been. I thought it was the year before that. It was Coach K's last year. Was that last year? No, that was two years ago. Coach K's last year. Was okay. Year. Yeah, they they um. I uh, I kind of find myself kind of pulling for him a little bit, just in a weird way. I was like, oh, this is a weird feeling. 
never so you never like there. you didn't like him when they had Stackhouse no. and Rasheed Wallace and all those oh, guys. Of course, no way, Rasheed Wallace. Are you kidding me? I have no, no absolute no. With the funny thing in his hair, stop the dead spot or whatever. <laughs> no, you know I'm always picking on people. I'm the goofiest looking dude in the world, and I'm always picking on that that spot in his head. Just drove. Me I know what you're talking about. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a bird. That must, like a bird. must be like a bird. I don't, I don't know. It drove must me nuts. Be. I couldn't Vince stand Carter, one of that stack house. Oh, uh, who was the tall guys. white boy? Uh, Hansbro? Oh, Tyler? Yeah. Yeah, he was the easy guy to hate. But he was like a Duke guy. Tyler Hansbro is like a guy who played for Duke. Who just happened to go to UNC. Nope. All Leitner, right. Hurley. Loved Leitner, loved Hurley. Are you the, kidding me? The, um, Wojowowski. Brothers. Wojowowski hitting the floor, dude. Yeah. Oh, my. I... I was in college. JJ Reddick. Well, I actually like JJ Reddick, but oh, J- listen, JJ Reddick is an underrated college basketball player. He was yeah. um, he was fantastic. And his pro yeah. career ended up being so good. Now, do you like him as a sports commentator or is he a bit much for you? Actually, I do. No, I like him. Yeah. I do yeah. too. I yeah. do too. I like having a player perspective. Um, and I think he brings a pretty good one. And he's a Duke educated guy. So you get the education along with the perspective. I, I like what he's yeah. about, but Man, he uh, Shane Batty, a good player. Uh, Elton Brand as well. Um. Oh yeah, dude. They were all. I I love. I liked. No, I liked all those Duke players. Jay Williams. And they even got the kid from. Uh, who was the kid from Midwest City? Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. Sheldon Williams. Sheldon Williams yeah. was a great player. Was Sheldon player was a great that? player. Midwest City too. All right. Um, let's transition to the Super Bowl. Uh, let's give our previews, our picks, and then look at some random picks. First of all, though, Kevin, I want to start with the halftime show. Listen, dude, I like Usher as much as the next guy. I was a big fan of his work on Seventh Heaven. I don't know if you remember that when he was Jessica Beale's boyfriend. Um, but out, here's the problem I have with Usher, okay? Outside of yeah, right? Don't start looking stuff up either. Do not start I'm looking not stuff looking. up. Dude, that is cheating. That is cheating. I'm not looking You're up literally up. looking up know. his... You know where I'm going with this, and you're looking up no, the song I, list. Stop it. You really think you really think I need to look up an Usher song list? All right. Are you ready? Or, yeah, I think you do. I had to look it up because I didn't know any of his songs. All right. Usher. He has Yeah, and You Got It Bad. What, what else has he got? Nothing. There nice is nothing slow. else on his list. Nothing. My way. I, it, you're going to have to sing it for me because I haven't heard Bro. it. Stop Come it. Come on, man. It, it's just, really? This has the chance to be the worst halftime performance in the history of halftime performances. I'm calling it right now. Talking about unless he's got some get, unless Tay Tay is coming out of the stands to save him, this could be terrible. Dude, he's got two songs. Yeah, and you got it bad. I'm not even. And yeah, only got this, two bro. words in it. I'm not even entertaining this. Usher, are you serious? Have you have you not listened to the Confessions album? It's a no skip album, bro. Come on, man, dude. That's John Whitson. What are I, we talking about? I, I just said it. I, he's got no songs. I'm I, I'm gonna stick on this one. I might die on this hill, but I am not very you were, fired you, up. And you're gonna die on it alone. That's the problem. Look, here's dying on hills is one thing, but usually you have other people. I was with concerned. You. I was concerned about Rihanna, and then I was more concerned when pregnant Rihanna showed up. I was like, oh man, I don't know if this dude. It was fantastic. She did great. I really, really liked it. I don't think Usher is going to surprise me like pregnant Rihanna did. I do not think it's going to happen. Well, I think how, I'm gonna how can he surprise you? By singing a song I've actually heard of that's not, yeah, or you've got it bad. That's how. I think you're going to be surprised. Dude's been around for 25 years, man. Yeah. Consistently. Oh, my God. I, I am not a bit. Are you, are you an Usher fan from back in the day? Yeah. The Confessions album, man. It's, it's a no skips, man. Uh, real quick, best album, best album of your life. The one that talk about no skips. Oh my play god! I, 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 real quick, it's one call. No, right off top no. your head. Right off top your oh. head. Man, I've got a go-to one for this. People always ask this question, and I have one ready, and I just pull it all okay. the time. It was live throwing copper. You remember, like I could feel it coming back again. That one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've man. never heard the entire album. That's a great song, dude. Though. It's so good. That whole and you know why why I ended up liking that song. It's a good thing that this is our podcast. We can talk about whatever we want. Is because 
Michael Jordan was coming back from playing baseball. Uh-huh. And on, I think it was NBC was covering the NBA at the time. It was like his first game back. And so they were showing yeah, highlights. Indiana Pacers. Yeah, they were showing highlights. And it was that song was, was, the, was the soundtrack to the highlights. I can feel it coming back again. And I just yeah. was like, what is this song? Like this was, I wasn't like a dude that listened to live. All right. I wasn't like okay. an alternative music dude. But I heard that song and I was like, I got to find, I have to find what this song is. And then I found that song and listened to the entire album. I love every song on there. Um, and I always keep it in the back of my mind because people always want to go, oh, what's the best album you ever heard? And honestly, I'm really not that guy, kind of like you seem to be right now. But I have an answer ready. You got to have an answer ready. Go ahead. Man, what's your, is it Usher Confession? No, it's not. But that's one of my favorites. I could listen to that. I used to listen to that one all the time. What was your really first is. album? What was your first album or, if you're like me, cassette tape you ever owned? Okay, well, I had to sneak this one because my mom wasn't having it. It was Dr. Dre, The Crying. What? <laughs> I bet she wasn't yeah. having it. No, 19, <laughs> 1992, man. Yeah, I actually oh. end up, my grandma, me and my cousin Antoine were in the room rapping to it. And we turned around, rookie move, having our backs to the door. That's on you. Turned around, my grandma was standing there with her arms folded. She literally said nothing. She walked over, opened up the cassette player, took the tape out, and snapped it. That was that. <laughs> Pulled the, pull the tape out. Oh yeah, that was we were, that was it. Um, <laughs> Didn't say a word. My cousin Sherry, a uh, little older than me, so she was like a cool cousin, right? And she lived in Plano, which was oh yeah. Mid eighties, you're coming from Plano. You were legit, like Plano, right? I mean, yeah, not, that's not even Dallas. Plano. No, no, it was Plano. It was Plano when Plano was Plano, you know. And so she came down and visited one time. She's like, "Hey, you want to go to Target? Yeah, let's go to Target." She's like, "Hey, you want to buy a tape?" And I never owned a tape. And I want to. I don't even know what year this was. Well, I'll tell you, it's whatever. Because I, I don't think this. I think the album had been out a couple years. You know, back then they would keep albums out for a long time, right? You know, you could mm-hmm. continue to buy it. Uh, she bought me Thriller. Uh, it's a great one, man. Oh, dude. it's a great one. I immediately started wearing pajamas. I, I wore parachute pants. I had the white glove. I fully immersed myself in the uh, Michael Jordan persona until he got weird. Well, but hold anyway. on. Parachute pants was um, MC Hammer, by the way. Uh, the white glove. No, no, the no. white glove was Michael. No, 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 no. Okay, just real quick. Point of point of order. No. First of all, MC Hammer had on crazy pants. But those weren't parachute pants. What made them parachute pants, like at least what maybe Michael Jackson didn't wear it, but dudes in the 80s wore it, is because it had all the zippers and stuff. That's what made them parachute pants because they were lightweight fabric with like a bunch of zippers. Oh, okay. So not the inflated ones. Like, like a utilitarian pant that you would use. I remember to those. Out yeah. of the, okay. I had the, the leather jacket with all the zippers. Yes. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing with the pants. So I get you on the MC Hammer. Don't get me wrong. Like, I yeah. But those aren't gotcha. parachute pants. Those are something else. I don't even know what the – Remember Deion Sanders was in all his videos? God, it was so Oh, good. yeah. Or a lot of them anyway. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so good. All right. So we've agreed that Usher sucks. All right. That's why 49ers. Uh, men of my age love Deion Sanders, man, because he's been in our world for a very long time. Dude, listen. 49ers, uh, two-point favorite. Who are you choosing? Kansas City. Are you rooting for Kansas City? No, I'm not rooting for anybody, but uh, Patrick Mahomes, man. And and their defense is really good, oh, too. I know. Dude, listen. Here's the problem, man. I was listening to, like, Rod Gilmore and um, oh, whoever else he's on with. Who's on? Who, uh, Chris Broussard. And Rod Gilmore was trying to talk down Patrick Mahomes' Mahomes's performances in the Super Bowls like they weren't that good. And I'm thinking he didn't watch the same games that I watched. He yeah, might not seriously. have just completely lit up. He might not have had Doug Williams numbers circa 1988, but he's had some very good moments. He would, In both of his wins, he was down 10 points in the fourth quarter and brought them back with touchdown passes to win the game. I'm not necessarily a Mahomes fan. I'm not a hater, but I'm not necessarily a fan. But it is so hard to pick against that guy. That being said, I am going to take the 49ers because I am rooting for the 49ers. I like the Brock Purdy story. I like the McCaffrey. I think Debo Samuel could be the best player on the field. And uh, their defense isn't too shabby either. Um, I think it's going to be a really good – I actually think as matchups go, 
this is a really, really good matchup for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what their game plan is defensively. I'm talking about Kansas City and what they choose to do to try to neutralize Christian McCaffrey, right? Because I think he's a key to, to what they do, running the football, and then more importantly than that even, is catching the ball out of the backfield, right? Because he's a guy that can run every route in the route tree. Yep. And he's just a horrible matchup. And then off that, you've got, of course, Kittle. And then, like you mentioned, Debo Samuel, and then Brandon Ayu can make plays too. So they got a lot of weapons. I'm curious to see how they try to get pressure on Purdy also and try to make him as uncomfortable as they can. So the problem is it's a very intriguing matchup. To your point with the pressure on Purdy, you you can only put so much pressure on him because a screen pass to Debo or McCaffrey will just kill you. Like they run they'll run those they'll run that slip screen to Debo. And the traditional drop back, drop back screen to McCaffrey, and I mean those guys are. Here's the pro, here's the two thing too about McCaffrey from a place is, which what I always preach is they're not afraid to run McCaffrey twenty times and him only get two yards of carry. That yeah, Kyle Shanahan is perfectly fine with that. They, he unless he does something weird, he won't go away from that because a it keeps the defense honest and b McCaffrey's one play away from going sixty every time. Know? And I mean, he's a very, very impressive running back. Um, and it's gonna be able. Pacheco's not bad himself. All right, so here's the deal, everybody. Kevin, as you know, completely killed the uh college football picks this year. I don't even remember. You were you were like 10 or 11 games over 500 against the spread, which was really, really impressive. And we all know this. He just picked Kansas City against the spread. So let's see if this savant season ends with a bang. We've got our prop bets. Just Kevin's picking them. You don't need to hear my choices because I don't know if I, you know, I don't know anything about anything. So I've got just a handful of prop bets, just basically stuff, not nothing weird, none of the funny ones like how long stuff is. Just statistical prop bets. Are you ready? Yeah, that's here. And they're uh, they're all over under. So all, the only answer I need from you, unless you want to elaborate, is over under. Okay. So Brock Purdy, two forty seven and a half yards, two hundred forty seven and a half yards passing. Under. Mahomes, 259 and a half yards. Under. Okay, so he's under so far. Let's see what if that translates to the passing. But first, we're going to go to rushing yards. McCaffrey, 90 and a half rushing yards. Under. Wow, he's, he's counting on some defense. Pacheco, 67 and a half yards. Over. Barely, but over. This one seems too easy to me, what I'm about to say. This one seems too easy, so I wonder why that why this number. Uh, uh, Debo, 16 and a half yards rushing. How many? 16 and a half. That's DraftKings. That's a DraftKings number. Um, I'll say over because they run them a lot on those jet sweeps. I know. What are we missing there? Yeah. Yeah, unless they think that they're going to try to switch it up or they think that Kansas City has got an answer for it. I mean, they might have an answer for it, but not 16 and a half yards. Uh, so you're going over there. Okay. Uh, and then finally, we get into receiving. Uh, future Mr. Taylor Swift, Kelsey, 70 and a half, 70 and a half yards receiving. I'm going to go over. I think he's going to have a really good game. Ayuk, 60 and a half yards. Ayuk, I'll say over. Uh, McCaffrey, four and a half receptions. Over. Kittle, three and a half receptions. Over. Kelsey, six and a half receptions. Over. Valdez Gantling, one and a half receptions. I know that's a weird over number. Over I think he'll just have two. The receivers for Kansas the receiver the receivers from Kansas City have been very lackluster. And their receiving core. Rasheed Rice has been good. He's a rookie, you know, at SMU. He's gotten better as the season's gone on. But what they went into the season with, it's they rely on Mahomes so much to get them where they need to be because they have gotten virtually nothing out of their receivers besides Rasheed Rice on the second half of the year. Is Kadarius Tony even gonna play? He's Andy Reid's been pretty quiet about it, so who knows? How did that work? Do they have to announce a roster? Don't they have to announce their fifty? Yeah, you have or... to. Have, 
Yeah, you do. Um, but you have a couple of players you can make active, you know, I think within a couple of days of the game. So okay. he might so be on the injury report. It could be a game time decision or something. Um, do they get any uh, extra players for the Super Bowl? Do they allow them to roll out a couple of mm-hmm. 53? Just so it's just a 53 yeah. active roster. Huh. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, I get it. That's fine. The rules rule. That's. I just think it'd be pretty cool to open the roster up to like 60 or 65. Not with the intention of necessarily playing, but just to be able to have more guys say they were in a have Super depth Bowl. depth or whatever. Yeah. Well, some depth, but also just to, as a reward to like a lot of those practice players. I mean, can you uh, imagine gotcha. getting a suit for the Super Bowl? Like, that'd be really That would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty <laughs> that'd be awesome. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Like, I get it in the playoffs, but once you're at the, at the, uh, you know, once you're in the Super Bowl, I would I can't imagine the 54th player is going to be the reason you win or lose. Maybe though, I guess right. If you bring a third quarterback and you don't bring one, yeah, I guess anything's possible. So that's fun. Uh, any uh, any other thoughts on the Super Bowl before we close up? Man, I'm just hoping it's a good game, right? The Super Bowl is always an event, right? You get the people getting together, you got the good food, you got the commercials, national anthem, halftime performance. So hopefully, it's another great one, man. Just hope it's a good game. Are you smoking? Are you smoking some food for the? Not you know smoking. what? Not I haven't out. decided. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not sure, man. I need to actually decide that tonight because if so, I need to go and and buy it tomorrow. So hamburgers, and hot, what you, hamburgers, hamburgers, and hot dog. And hot dog. maybe some brats. Try you, to keep it. You simple. can't go wrong. No, no, no. no, try to keep it. You simple. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Try to keep it simple, easy to manage. The weather's supposed not to be great. Um, heard about that? In Oklahoma, and so snow here. I don't oh, know that I want. Speaking of. John, last yeah. Friday, I experienced my first earthquake. What the hell was that about Friday night? Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, that's Oklahoma. Uh, it, you know, it's crazy. It was a much bigger deal like in 2012, 2013. You had a lot of these wastewater wells that would, um, that would cause earthquakes. Um, and I can remember specifically we had beaten Oklahoma State. And I think it was the year that we had Landry Jones. And he went up and down the field a couple times at the end. It was kind of a shootout kind of game. Uh-huh. And we beat Oklahoma State. It was a night game in Stillwater. And I'm sitting there watching the post game. It was one of those games I wanted to watch the post game. It was so fun. And so I'm watching the post game and the local news is covering it and all this. And my house and more starts like the, um, the blinds. I had blinds at the time. And they start shaking and rattling. And I was like, whoa, what the heck is happening? And yeah, it was a full-on earthquake, and it's crazy. So um, uh, PSA, though, for those that have uh, property, really not an insurable event. Even if your insurance coverage, even if your policy covers earthquakes, the deductible is usually so high that it's you rarely get the damage that it would take to file a claim. So don't file a claim because it will cost you money to file a claim that doesn't reach your deductible. So there you go. Little little tidbit of information. Were you, did it freak you out? A little bit. Just feeling yeah. the ground move under you. That's that's different, man. Yeah, it's un, it's that's it's uncertain. Did yeah. it wake you up? Because it was overnight. Wasn't no, it? I was no, I was like at eleven thirty. I, I was still awake. I was watching TV and yeah, man, I'm a night owl, man. So it woke yeah, man. Ground, I feel the ground moving, and then you know we got a barn door. Goes over my wife's office and it's just that thing is shaking and rattling really hard. Yeah. Lasted about thirty seconds too. That was so weird. I'm just like, okay, now I know what an earthquake is like. Yeah, it's it's really really weird. It's it's weird and it's weird why it's happened in Oklahoma. It looks like they've done a lot to like curb it, but I don't know. Um, all right, Kevin, we got Super Bowl, we got basketball this weekend. Um, lots going on. It should be a really fun weekend for sports. If you're a golf fan. You got the uh, tournament in Scottsdale, Arizona, with the 16th green, which is it's always a fun one, man. Psychotic. It's um, like a great atmosphere to be in. Real quick, not the I typical went, golf crowd. I went there one time. I've been to that tournament one time. I went there on uh, Saturday, which is the day to go. I went there on a Saturday, and it was Super Bowl weekend. It always is, but it was Super Bowl weekend in Phoenix. So the Super Bowl was being held in Phoenix that so this, year. It was the uh, Patriots and um, Seahawks. Oh, man, what a great game that And in fact, just as a side note, I flew, we flew out, and there were Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders on our plane flight out. 
Were they like, dressed up in their stuff, or did they have? No, no, they were just dressed up in normal clothes, and they are smoke shows. Like obviously, I'm saying the the obvious, but even in, you know, this was what back in the heyday of like DCC on CMT, where you watch the TV show, and so I recognized them right away. Like, oh, that's Rachel, and that's Emily, and that's whoever, and my daughters recognize, or my wife did. My daughters might have been, oh no, they'd been old enough, they'd been old enough to recognize. Anyway, they were, but so then we get to the airport, and golly, dude, we saw a tight end. I can't think of who it was. No, might have been Jason Witten. I don't know. We saw a tight end at the time that was in the league, and a couple other players in the in the airport. So anyway, that was that kind of weekend, and it had rained a little bit. It's, it's always rainy in in Phoenix this time of year. In fact, it's raining right now in the golf tournament. They just got out of a weather delay, so um, it it had rained. And so we got a late start getting to the tournament. Um, so the first things first, the 18th green and area there is like Mardi Gras. Okay. There is 200,000 fans there and 180,000 don't even realize a golf tournament's going on. It is a party, dude. It looks like that on TV. It is a party. And these talk about women dressed up. dude. We're talking like real straight up stilettos on a golf course they don't care because they're not out there for the golf they're out there to be seen and it, it, it was just crazy there was girls in like white pants that were falling down in mud it, anyway it was nuts all you needed was beads and you couldn't have told me the difference between that <laughs> and and uh, bourbon street right so then uh i'm with my brother-in-law and his son my nephew and we make it over to the 16th green that complex and I, I figured we had gotten there too late, but I'm like, all right, let's just go see like what, what it takes to maybe get in there and check it out or whatever. We get over there and it is a two hour wait outside the hole just to get inside oh, the wow. general admission ticket. Like so you're, get there early. Yeah. And since then there's tons of videos online of like dudes running in and claiming their spot. Listen, for those of y'all that are wondering what we're talking about, it's the 16th hole at TPC Scottsdale. It is turned into one of the signature holes in the PGA Tour. And it's gotten so big that the stands seat 20,000 people at one golf hole. That is bigger than the Lloyd Noble. That's bigger than the um, Paycom Center where the Thunder play. It's bigger than where the Longhorns play down in Austin. I mean, dude. 20,000 people. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <clears throat> My sister-in-law just went to a Post Malone concert they had on the 16th hole this past weekend with that in those stands. That's how big it is. That's crazy. And so we were like, eh, we're not going to wait two hours. So we ended up going to the backside where there was nobody, which was pretty cool because – my nephew was a little like his eyes were like this big, you know, and um, it's like I can't believe what's happening. I'm like, yeah, nobody. And uh, we just got to saw J- John Rom, a couple of really good jo- uh, Jordan, uh, uh, Justin Thomas at the time. Anyway, it's great. I I highly recommend it. Golf fans or party fans, either way, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's big time. Where's the Super Bowls in Vegas though? There's a live Vegas. event in Vegas right now. Live event, an LIV. So. The competitor to the PGA Tour event is in Vegas. So they're trying to capitalize on that Super Bowl mojo there. Dude. Smart move. Dude, I don't blame them. The Liv is doing – I'm not necessarily a Liv fan, but they're doing all the right things, dude. They're making the run for it. I, I give them credit for their marketing and what they're doing. All right, we've gone a little long, but that's okay. It's our podcast. Kevin, enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy basketball this weekend. Have a great night. Boomer. Okay.